1: Good morning, Rutherford County. I have my longtime old buddy friend, I guess longer than any, Bud Mitchell on today. And uh, nobody I respect more, and his judgment is uh, almost always 100%. So we, <laughs> we I want you to talk a little bit about NASCAR. NASCAR has been so popular in the southeast part of our nation. And you have been, you've gone to most of the places. And and I know you love Talladega. And I know you love uh, going down to Daytona and and, uh, Bristol. Um, But it it doesn't seem to be like the old races to me. I I, I remember uh, all the way back to, When the Moonshiners were racing, and and, uh, there was no fear on that racetrack back then. Tell me a little bit about it, and and a little bit about Talladega, because I know you love going down there, bud.
3: Well, you know, I guess it gets in your blood, but... Yeah. You know, we started out racing, and I, I think drag racing is the way I first started. and yeah. We raced, uh, I don't know, about two years drag racing, and uh, Jimmy Deal had a Ford.
1: Yeah, remember. Well, we didn't
3: <laughs> fool with them, but Chevrolet's. <laughs> and he blew a motor in, a, I believe it was a 53 or 54 Ford. Mm-hmm. And we took a, and I told him, I said, i tell you what, I said, we'll uh, take us. I, I threw that drag race. and I thought, well, we'll put that motor, we put that motor in that Ford, that Chevrolet motor. It really did good so it got me started with uh oval racing yeah and back when we first started it was dirt and i didn't like dirt it was too hard on the car yeah it's different they did that one in smyrna yeah you know it, and it's what you like but yeah then they changed it to asphalt and uh uh i it just got my blood <laughs> and you know what? I, I quit racing i guess as i got older you know you you kind of grow out of things, and probably age uh, 30 or somewhere in there, I kind of quit the racing. but I went to the races itself, Yeah. and uh, so I never thought I'd find anything that I liked like racing, but when we organized the fire department in 1990, uh, I found something that I liked as well. I liked that firefighting.
1: But, you like to live on the edge, but
3: Well, I no, I don't know that. I just yeah. know it kind of fulfills what you want to do. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I'm still trying to find out in life what I really want to do. I'm in the tire business now, but I'm not sure that's what I want to do. So. All you
1: have to do is ask Kay. She'll tell yeah. you.
3: Yeah, I know it. <laughs> but anyway, I, I was just trying to find out something I would like to do in life before, you know, I can't. Yeah. And uh, anyway... uh. The racing parties always stayed with me, and I started out with, uh, you know, Fireball Roberts and all of those boys, you know. and
1: Remember him and, uh, well.
3: Anyway, there's a lot of them. Uh, Richard Petty and his daddy both were racing when I started going. I believe I started going Daytona in 1961, and you was talking about Talladega. Yeah. They built a track in 1969 and the first year they had one race well it was so rough that the big boys would not race on it hmm. and i'm talking about richard petty and yawper and all of them They said it's yeah. too rough to race on so they wouldn't so they took a several different kinds of cars and run that first race and i didn't go to the first race because they wasn't going to race there you know they didn't yeah. wanna race on the track so from 1970 to 19, uh 2021 i've been to every race wow. in, in talladega and that's two races a year except for three i had a friend that died in one of them uh, and another one i was on a mission trip in uh, the caribbean and the third one, I had that motorcycle wreck. Oh,
1: yeah. And,
3: and I was in the hospital, so I wasn't able to go there. So that's only three, and I still went that year, but I, I went, you know, to just one race that year on those three occasions.
1: And, is it uh, the track that you like down there, or is it at the atmosphere of everything? Well,
3: you know you, you get with 50 years you get friends, yeah, you just pick up friends and some of them have left me, but some of them have died on me, you know, but yeah uh, yeah, you, you do that, but I like the track because you you really can't ever pick a winner at Talladega yeah. because of what happens. and it's just a good race track. It's 200 miles exactly from the house to the track. And uh, we've got a lady that I've been going down there for about 25 years. We're staying with her. And she's a, a good friend, just like me and you are good friends. Yeah. She's a good friend of mine and, and of ours. And uh, we, they have people come in there that from Georgia, Louisiana, uh, Mississippi, uh, Georgia, you know, that come to the race regular, And so they get to be your friends, too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, it's it's a combination of things, but uh, it's kind of like uh, even uh, Bristol or even uh, Daytona, you know. Uh, I don't have as many friends, in a sense, at Daytona as I would have, like at Talladega or Bristol. I yeah. have friends at uh, Bristol that we go just to be with every year, in a sense. But uh, I enjoy the racing, too. and. Bristol's completely different. Uh, I was going to try to carry my grandson uh, to uh, Bristol. Lincoln. because, Yeah, because he's just eight, and, you know, he can get disinterested right quick, but you don't get disinterested at Bristol because there's something going on all the time, where it's in the front or in the back. and uh, You so, can
1: see almost everything going on at the track, can't you?
3: Oh, yeah, you're, you're sitting right down on it, you know, yeah. as far as that goes. But anyway, uh, we've seen it change a lot, too, you know. And it's a high bank. It's a like Nashville Speedway, the old one at uh, the fairgrounds. Uh, it's banked real heavy. Uh, I believe it's a 33-degree bank. Mm-hmm. And you got to have some speed to stay up on that track because I would driven it before. And uh, you don't just go around it easy because you slide off of it if you're not careful. Yeah. But uh, anyway... Uh, uh, I just enjoy racing, you know. It, it just kind of gets in your blood.
1: Yeah, you, you like the old tracks, don't you? I know you like. Yeah, the, yeah. But the old tracks, they've got a history that you have followed pretty much your whole life.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's just like Darlington, you know, and you know, a lot of them are played out on us, you know, uh, uh, the, a lot of the tracks. But you know, they're going back to some of the tracks that they used to mm-hmm. because of the. Uh, states limiting the amount of people that can converse at a at a track you know and they they well you can't have the race because it's epidemic going around yeah so uh they've had to switch around uh going to different tracks which i'm glad of because uh it's kind of like uh i went one year to uh on riverside and uh, they closed that track too but that was, I believe, in 76, Steve McNabb. And I flew out there to that race I was on time wow. as ever out there. But I've been to Phoenix three times, and I really didn't care much for Phoenix, but I like to keep it in the south. <laughs> and my sister lives a mile, uh, nine, seven miles from uh, the uh, track in Texas. Yeah. And uh, so we've been there, and I, I like I like to go there in a sense, but I still like to keep
1: it Do, at Does home. Judy like uh, uh, NASCAR racing?
3: Well, she'll go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's in her blood like it is. Well, mine. she just
1: she just likes being with you because you guys are. Uh, well, she likes being being
3: all... be <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah.
3: I told her she was so mean to me when I was little, they made her move out of the state in 1960. Seven, eight, you know. I, I told them that they found out how mean she was to me, but that, that's not true. But I told my friend she had to move to Texas.
1: <laughs> Judy's a lot like her mom, and, yeah. and you're like your daddy. Yeah. I, I've never seen anything like it. You, yeah. you, it's just like <laughs> when you got older, uh, except for the fact that uh, your dad, Mr. Glenn, he He wasn't as physically active as you were now he'd jump in a car and and drive a thousand miles on a day almost but you uh you never slow down i i I've never seen anything like it it It's just like you're driven to do things, but you're always active helping other people and that's well, that that's the big thing about you you've got a heart for people well if and,
3: your wife tells you to do it. What do you do? You do it after, after. <laughs> uh, you know, here in a, let's say, what it be? In about a week, I'll be married for 58 years.
1: Wow! And uh, bless her heart. Kay said it's 98
3: <laughs> instead of 58. Now I don't know what the difference is, but it, she's saying 98 Why, well, I say 58. I but, think
1: uh, Kay needs to get over to the the tire shop an hour early and eat with us on Friday. Because I'll guarantee you the conversation will be a whole lot different. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, she does a lot of preparing for me. And, you know, it's kind of like she had to work last uh, Thursday. And what she does, she prepares stuff yeah. uh, to where I can cook it quick, you know. And I said, cook it quick. It's prepared to cook. Yeah. Uh, like the eggs, they'll be all mixed up and ready to cook. Uh, she even, I, I, she's able to cook. The bacon. She'll cook three or four pounds of bacon, uh, the night, the day, uh, day before. And what I do? Put it in aluminum foil and put it with the biscuits yeah. in the oven. And uh, you cannot tell it's cooked. in the sausage. I can't do that. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, I can do that, and and, and it does such a. I, we microwave cook the uh, bacon, but it does a great job.
1: That banana bread's out of this world. She well, took. she
3: fixes that that night. Oh, uh, that's on Thursday night. She'll fix the yeah. banana bread.
1: We got a caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Bud Mitchell. Caller, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, Casey. Oh, all
4: right. Let me tell you what happened to me. I used to love on oh, early days. I used to love old Richard Petty. I
1: used yeah, to hey. Penny, too. Petty.
4: Okay. We heard they were coming to Nashville. I said, uh-oh, we won't get a chance to go. I'm going to actually go see him. <laughs> Don't you know we went down that one old beautiful Saturday evening, and we kind of run a little late. So we got down to the fairgrounds, and we went down in. And when we went around to get together, you know how you'd walk around the way down, yonder to come on back to get, a, <laughs> get your feet. We go down, there, and cars was everywhere, you know. And we went over in the little place where you go. And I said, look, at here. we hit it lucky. Because look at all the seats, front row, for fifteen rows was empty. And everybody was sitting up there. I said, Lord, we had it, we, had, we in good time. Of course, I didn't know anything about racing, car racing. And y'all laugh because y'all know what I'm getting ready to say. Oh I, got me a, oh, I got me a wonderful seat now. I done been playing rock and roll music for 415. Why, why are y'all laughing at me? I've been rocking. <laughs> oh, we've been we've been rock and roll, boom, 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 all my life. Drummers yeah. playing wild and crazy, right? See, yeah. man, we. Oh, I'm gonna get me a good seat. You would thought I was the president. I fit on the third row at a car race in Nashville, Tennessee. Y'all, I was shell shocked for 15 days. I couldn't believe <laughs> why are y'all laughing at me. <laughs> I couldn't believe how loud a car could get. Oh, yeah. Man, I bet I could hear that banging smarter. <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I, I, I told somebody, I wanted of about that. They said, Clark, you didn't know that? I said, I wanted to go see Richard Petty and the boys. And you all, I couldn't believe how loud them cars were down on the first 15 rows. Oh.
1: Could you hear? Could you hear the next day? <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: a good question. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, y'all. <laughs> y'all have a good day, but I, I'm still trying to heal a <laughs> bit.
1: You too, Casey. I Thank you for it. calling.
3: <laughs> you know, he was telling that story about being on the third row. Yeah. Well, I went to Bristol, it may have been the first time, but they used to sit just on concrete steps and they'd go up. You know, if a person dropped a Coca Cola or something behind you, it would run in under you it'd run (laughs) on your seat. But anyway, uh, I sat on, I believe it was the third row, second or third row uh, at Bristol. Mm-hmm. And when I left there, I was as black as the tires that they were running on <laughs> because uh, all that rubber, you don't know, come right off of that thing. And uh, anyway, I was just thinking about that. Right. Kel Yarbrough took the pole. Mm-hmm. He let every lap. Even going in to get tires, uh, they would have a, a caution. He'd go in and get tires yeah. and still come out first. He let every lap. And I, I've always remembered that, but I remember how dirty I was when I when I went home. I mean, I was black. What, but you, what, hey, you learn them things right quick when you oh go gosh, to races. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> yeah, don't take you long. The lying. whole
1: thing is a learning experience. Yeah. Uh, but the, how different were the drivers back in the early 50s and, uh, and well, on up? Uh, because they were uh, they were not just tough uh, driving the car. They were just tough plenty.
3: Uh, most of them were really good people. Uh, most of them was brought up hard, and the thing is they worked on their own cars. Yeah. Uh, they set up their cars. Now the driver gets goes and gets in the car, mm-hmm. drives the car, gets out, gets on a plane, flies home. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then uh, they hauled them in there. They hauled them out of there, but they worked on that car just like uh, anybody that they had there to help them. Yeah. They were part of it, and they, they knew it. They knew that car from every nut and bolt in it nearly that would adjust, and uh, that was part of what I really liked because uh, it's good to know that a man knows how to do things. He don't just know how to drive, but he knows how to make the thing work you know and i always really appreciated that and that made it to me different to what it is now and and, and they still got good men and everything i don't mean that but it's a different world to what we were brought up in you know
1: well when you were driving uh over at nashville and Smyrna and places like that you you had a number of uh really competitive drivers back then yeah and uh uh, sometimes they weren't as nice to you as you would expect them to be because well, they were they were so competitive.
3: Yeah, you know the one thing I didn't like about racing is a lot of them came there uh, and get mad. Yeah, you know, and and I went to have a good time. Yeah, and and I, I learned a lot from different ones, but I tell you, one of my friends that I that I learned from and I seen him change was James Climber. Yeah. James Clymer would have been a Cale Yarborough. Uh, he would have been a David Pearson or Richard Petty yeah. if he could have just got the right hookup. And James was his worst enemy because sometimes the way he acted. But he completely changed before. As he got older. Oh, as he got yeah. older. And and he was a good driver. He was always a good friend of mine. Yeah. If he needed to part and I had it, uh, he could get it, you know, because he was going to run up front. No matter what he done, and he's the only man uh, that that I saw uh, running in Nashville, a Highland Rim, that could run with with uh, Bobby Allison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby could pass people and in and out. James could do the same thing, and James would beat Bobby. Uh, he could beat Bobby, but he was that good, and uh, so I was glad to know people I like, even like James. And like I said, James was his worst enemy in a sense but he, he just need to grow up yeah. he was brought up what i'd say we all were, we, we brought were brought up up a little, little bit rough yeah in a sense yeah. but we learned better and yeah. he did and and he was a good driver and he was a good representative too of racing after james got to the place that he saw he needed to do yeah. that you know
1: well we got a caller again caller welcome aboard with bud mitchell
4: Good morning, Truman Bud. Um, I used to work with Lee Ollie Weatherly about 43 years ago, Bud, and I know that you probably uh, met up with him at the racetracks over the years, and I was wondering if you had some funny story
3: or, or something about you and Lee Ollie being at the races, and I'll
1: hang up and listen. Thank you. Well,
3: I knew Lee Ollie was there, and, and you know, Uh, I considered Lee Ollie as my friend, too. And so we always had a good time together. Uh, We always... I guess we thought lot because we are in the same kind of business together. You know, uh, uh, I was in the grocery store, but I was in the service station business. I was in uh, greasing cars and changing oil, and I was changing oil when I was 10, 11 years old. Oh, I but, remember. But, you you were know, taking
1: things apart at that age, too. <laughs> yeah,
3: but, you know, I, the people like that, you, you just t- naturally take them natural as they are. Yeah. And uh, that's the way Leon it was with me. And uh, anyway, he was a good friend, and I had a good time with him, too. He was always somebody that, that you liked to be around, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, people like him, uh, is what I was talking about. He, he didn't get mad. Uh, you know, people would get mad if he got beat. Yeah. Well, and most of the people don't win. If you think about it, life, one. <laughs> That's right. Life is life is is learning to lose too. Yeah. You know, and and we're not gonna be all winners. The Only way we can be winners is with Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're all winners if 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 we're with Him. Yeah. But we are not all winners at the racetrack. But we do go and do our best. And if we perform our best, what more could be asked for? You know. I always give it my best where I was working on the car or I was even trying to drive. I I wasn't much of a driver in a sense. Yes, you were. But anyway, I always liked it. I always liked to uh, be competitive with it. And and because something happens, you don't just fly off, you know, because uh, life's not like that. And if you make it that way, you'll go through life with no friends, too. You, you know, and, and friendship is what life's about. Yeah, Where it's uh, it's your competitive. If he's next to you on a racetrack, he's still your friend. Yeah. You know, you got to remember that. No matter what's happened, that means you're a friend. He might not do what you want him to, but he's still your friend.
1: Have you ever slung your helmet at at your friend? <laughs> oh no,
3: <laughs> no. I guess that people won't sling them at me, but I no, I I never I never got what I'd say like that
1: you have you've been one of the best people i've ever known and 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 just loved you to death but you you learned from life as you went along plus you had something that every uh person that is born on this earth needs is a mom and a dad and you had the best that anybody could ever have because they taught you um all the right things in the right ways to live and treat your neighbor and that's that's pretty special because i remember them well and uh they were very special
3: well i was talking to a man this morning he came before open and i didn't really know him Mm -hmm. but he come up and it we were still closed i was working inside on uh credit card tickets and stuff and he come up and i let him in and I told him to come in and said, we we'll would be open in thirty, forty minutes." Yeah. And I said, "If I can, I'll go ahead and wait on you, but I got to finish what I'm doing." And we, me and him, got a talking, and we were the same age. He, I was about three months older than he was, but uh, he was born in uh, forty-two. With the first part of forty-two.
1: Yeah. And
3: uh, he and I said something about being at Fort Jackson in nineteen sixty, and he said that uh, he was a a company commander in Fort Jackson in 1968 or nine, but he went to Vietnam, too.
1: Yeah.
3: And uh, one thing we were talking about was uh, discipline and respect. He said, they have no discipline. Uh, young people have no discipline these days. I said, discipline and respect. Yeah. Because and when we had the draft, you had to do something. Yeah. You either served in the Army, and, and what i done, I went to the Guard and thought maybe I'd go full-time Army, which I didn't. Anyway, I really learned a lot being at Fort Jackson down there for six months. I learned, I knew discipline, I knew respect, but you know where I learned that? I learned that at home. Yes. I was taught that before I ever went down there. And I seen others that didn't do that. They didn't know it. They had to learn it. But, you know, the one thing that, that we can do is teach our children, our grandchildren, discipline and respect and that teaches them a lot of things about even losing. You know, I was talking yeah. about losing. We're not all winners. Uh, we can be winners, and it's like I said, through Christ. But we're not all winners for everything that's going on, you know. Yeah. And uh, that that man really uh, was really nice to talk to me. And, and he talked about being in Vietnam for, I don't know, he was over a year or two mm-hmm. in Vietnam. But anyway we talked about vietnam and he that's one thing i said the draft he said yes if we had the draft again we'd have more young people that would learn discipline and that's respect exactly right and and that's one thing that i think would help our country more than anything uh give them the opportunity to learn things uh skill maybe even through life yeah a lot of them skills through life i learned that i didn't want to be in the army all my life <laughs> but i did learn uh i i took communications i learned to climb poles put uh, put up switchboards run lines and stuff like that and that's what i did when i was down there but uh, i really enjoyed uh, my time for learning in the army yeah and uh, and they didn't teach me nothing that I didn't know in a sense but i knew if they told me to go over a 10-foot wall uh, I was going to go over that 10-foot wall if there's any way possible.
1: Yeah.
3: And I think that's what life's about. We we face 10-foot walls and say, I can't do it. We can do anything. And, it, and Christ said, told us we can do all things through Him, too. Yeah. And I, sometimes I had to look to Him to get over that wall, too. <laughs> but anyway... I, I, we I, thought I, we
1: were structured uh, before we went into the service. Yeah. And, and then we got to be... With people from all groups, and it was a learning experience for every one of us. And I thoroughly enjoyed being because I, I, it was a it was an education for me to to be with all those people and and uh, you know the countries they came from, uh, people are all across this uh, country that uh, lived in different types of atmospheres, and it it was a um, I think it's the best thing ever happened to me, and you're right. Uh, it, it's a shame that we don't have the draft because I think it would take care of, of a lot of the problems that we have right here in our country.
3: Well, they brought in uh, people from, like, New York, New England, uh, Michigan, uh, put them down there with us, and you know you could tell the difference of the people from the south yeah. from the ones from the north. Yeah. and And I'm talking about... Uh, the way they were taught, because we from the south was taught respect. where they was taught respect, I guess too, but it's in a, in different, a different way. way. Yeah. And, and you know when we, you know, to an older person, and it, it pays anyway. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times, yeah, no. You know this kind of yes, no. Uh, you're taught these things, and it's. Uh, it's respective of people, you know, yeah. and I, we're taught that and don't even realize it, you know.
1: You're always worried about your customers, and it's not in a money-making way. You, you always want to please them and make sure that the service that you give them is top of the line. And uh, you pretty much got that from uh, your daddy, Uh, Mr. Glenn I mean he really was special and you you've been that way if if I have seen him and I've seen you with people coming in and they're going through a lot of hardships in their lives and you guys have always reached out to them uh, like their family and you don't see that in a lot of other places and that's why I've always tooted your horn because uh i have and there's nobody i've had more respect for than you bud and it's uh it's just it's just something special that your family ha- has uh become part of and uh it's it's gonna be hard for you to to leave that business I, we're gonna take a quick break but um, uh you and i are not young anymore I'm Carly Henry, and I love Adam's Place. The food is very good, and we're playing our card games, and then we're looking and thinking it's about supper time. And all we have to do is go down and take our seats and wait to be waited on. And that's a far cry from what all of us have done when we had to go home from work and cook dinner for our family. I would encourage my friends to come to Adam's Place because it's a good choice.
0: Hello, this is Greg Tidwell from Bell Jewelers. We're in the love business. People that come in here are happy, celebrating
1: special occasions, and we're very secretive. We don't talk about what people purchase. You need to announce that yourself, but we're ready to celebrate when
4: you are. Come by and see us at Bell Jewelers at 821 Northwest Broad Street.
3: We're across the street from Toots. We're open 10 to six during the week, 10 to five on Saturday and close most Sundays.
1: Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads?
2: Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to The Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to The Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. Here at Buds Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Buds Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Buds Tire Pros, hassle free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at bugstireprostn.com. And they never heard from him again.
0: Now <gasps> oh, that's scary, but listen to this one. It was a dark and dreary night. The man pulled into the convenience store parking lot. The lights flickered as he crept toward the counter and saw the new Halloween jumbo box, but he left without buying one, missing his chance at $75,000.
2: That's terrifying. I
0: know, right? Scare up some fun this season with a new Halloween Jumbo Bucks, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And the Powerball number is six. I can't believe it. Did we win? Nope, but I can enter this ticket in Powerball's first millionaire of the year promotion for the chance to win a New Year's Eve party package and a million dollars. Okay. so did you do the laundry? No, but there's a chance I might tomorrow. Yeah. Make 2022 a year to remember. Visit TNVIPrewards.com and enter your Powerball tickets by October 25th for a chance to be the Powerball first millionaire of the year. The Tennessee Lottery. Please play responsibly. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center.
2: I'm Ron Jordan. Students and faculty in Rutherford County schools are mourning the loss of two of their own. The district announced Monday that two employees died over the fall break from COVID-19. District identified the employees as Gary Mooney, a history teacher and football coach at Smyrna High School, and Jennifer Baker Morton, an educational assistant at Rocky Fork Middle. Meanwhile, in Wilson County, school resource officer Teresa Fuller became another COVID casualty. In addition to her work at Rutland Elementary, she wrote a grant for the school's buddy bench and visited nursing homes during the pandemic. The Tennessee Department of Education announced 79 school districts, over half of all districts in the state, intend to participate in the Tennessee Accelerating Literacy and Learning Corps tutoring program to mitigate learning loss and accelerate student achievement. The participating districts, which include Rutherford County and the department, will invest a projected $200 million in federal education funding in TN All Corps tutoring supports, which stands to benefit nearly 150,000 Tennessee students over the next three years. State officials are warning residents about an increase in counterfeit pills that look like popular pharmaceuticals but may contain other substances, including fentanyl. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation reports half the oxycodone pills the agency submits as evidence contain fentanyl and not oxycodone. They caution that if someone buys pills on the street in Tennessee, they're gambling with their life. And state agriculture officials say there's no shortage of pumpkins in Tennessee, despite a shortage reported nationwide. In fact, farmers across the state report better crops than average this year. Grocery stores also report no shortage of canned pumpkins for holiday treats. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the course keeps changing right before your eyes. And in order to maneuver it, you need an expert by your side. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the Windows PC and tech solutions you need to help you get out in front and stay ahead of the game. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts in response to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save up to $800 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the low 80s. Winds out of the southwest of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, alone here, 63. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vojcicki on News Radio
3: WGNS. Currently, it's 70
2: premiere 6 theater on broad in jackson heights showing all of your favorite movies call their hotline 896-4100 or go see a movie.com popcorn pop fresh daily their movie hotline 896-4100 or go see a movie.com premiere 6 on broad in jackson heights from
0: nhc's adams place home of Premier senior living on memorial boulevard it's the truman show on news radio wgns fm 100.5 and 101.9 am 1450 and
1: streaming at wgnsradio.com and welcome back with bud mitchell and um where were we do you remember we we get to talking uh i can't be around you unless we were <laughs> yakking all the time <laughs> no I was
3: talking about, uh, we were talking about, also me and you got talking about our uh, bunch that we went to school with. And I was talking about a girl that was in Tallahassee. That was, I was talking, the reason I said that that wasn't in our conversation on the air. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we still got a lot of good friends, but we've got a lot of them that have left us, too, you know.
1: Yeah.
3: And that that does
1: leave a void in our lives, doesn't it? Especially if they're really close.
3: Right. You know, and it's kind of like racing. Yeah. And when I started out with all these uh, Rex White and all these boys that started out, uh, a lot of them are dead and gone now Yeah, because uh, of their age, you know, it, uh, up in the 90s and 100 years old, you know. Uh, which they were racing when I was little, you know. And uh, anyway, things change. Uh, people change. Uh, the world changes. Yeah, uh, but, It's but not all for good, too.
1: Well, you and I grew around people that we always held in esteem, and there were no classes of people back when you and I were growing up. Everybody was your friend uh, that you ran into and you knew. And, and it, it's it's hard for people like you and myself to live in a world where there's constant uh, bickering and... and uh, and everybody is judgmental on other people that that's pretty tough isn't it but well yeah go
3: ahead it is but you know the more we read uh, about God's word the more that we can adjust yeah. to whatever happens you know where it be good or bad because uh, he tells us not everything's going to be perfect yeah and now one of the things that I always used was first uh, Corinthians 10: 13. And the reason I use that is because God said He'll never put more on you than you're able to withstand. Yeah. and He'll provide a way out if you'll look to him. And right. I used to I, something would happen. and I said, there's no way out of this, you know I, I got to do this but but I didn't realize that verse what it really meant to me that I could I could make it fine without doing what I've done and still be pleasing to God. Yeah. And really, I was a lot better off because a lot of times what it would lead to would be more trouble, you know. And so, uh, to look to God for things, uh, it helps us to work things out in our daily life. You know, not just uh, now, but later too. Yeah. You know, it, it straightens them out because we can get our life in such a shape that we can't straighten it out. And I see a lot of people that, if they if they tried, there wouldn't be no way they could. Yeah. And God still forgives. I know that, but they get such a mess that what do you do? You know, yeah. and uh, God is good to us. We just gotta look to Him and do what He says.
1: Well, I drove uh, down John Bragg Highway the other day, and it looks like things are starting to happen over at your, where your new church is going to be, um, Science Hill uh, on. Uh, it, yeah is it uh uh I know that your um i guess architect is working hard to get that going right now
3: well what we're doing we're we're putting the drives in and we're yeah. putting the uh uh a lot of the land work in and uh we dug a, a pond down there to that'd be the east end of it, and it's a lower part, and the water drains off and goes to this pond but it doesn't make any difference where there's a pond is not. Water's going to go to the lowest point anyway. And this is how ridiculous your laws are or the people that have what I say codes. Uh, they make you have a pond. And say, everybody's asked me, what are y'all going to do with that pond? I said, well, if we don't ski in it, we're going to baptize in it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, anyway, that's
1: not a bad idea.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know it. But anyway, uh, that's what... Uh, uh, that's what we've been doing and we've getting the entrances in and uh TV, I already had one there and that was our entrance too but they, they have access to it. But uh we getting we're we're making a show and I hope before the weather gets real bad that we'll be able to pour the pad <laughs> for the building. Mm-hmm. Uh but we'll have the groundwork done. When spring comes we'll be able to come up with a structure, you know. And really have no intentions. And one thing about it, we're hoping that the prices will be down on materials because they've been so high this last year. Uh, you're paying double, triple, quadruple for the stuff that you're buying, and you're getting no more yeah. but just paying more. And, and so we're looking at that, and we're not, what I'd say, hurting far as being able to have to move we don't have to mm-hmm. so we're using that to our advantage too you know
1: have you outgrown the space over there at the old church
3: well we've done all that we can do and we can't build we can't do nothing uh, because of the uh, limitations of like the codes and stuff and uh, so that's one reason that we have done what we've done and, and where we're Locating now is a much more central point in a sense. Uh, it's more accessible. Uh, anyway, it's it's just really a nice place, you know. Yeah. To to locate the building.
1: You you had more trouble with codes than just about anybody I've seen, especially when you're talking about a church, and and what it's going to mean to the community.
3: Well, I told them if it, if we'd had a beer joint there, we'd done had it built. <laughs> <laughs> then I know that's not true i i i i misused that you know and and uh, but that but anyway it looks like the the more you're trying to do what is right the more it can go wrong yeah you know and I, it looks like you're used in a way but anyway I know you're not uh but it seems that way anyway
1: i, I well for somebody bud uh, uh bubba um uh, woodfin Told me a long time ago that you were the best man in Rutherford County. He said you do more for anybody else than 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 anyone he knows. And that cost,
3: that costs me more money than anything I ever done to pay Bubba. Wouldn't no, say that. No, no.
1: You know what I told him. I told him, Bubba, he's just paying for all those things he did when he was young. We were growing up together, but but you know we had fun. Uh, and I, I guess it wasn't the most innocent fun because um, we uh, we enjoyed each other back in those days. And uh, uh, growing up over there in Jakestown was was one of the more special things that's ever happened to me in my life because all of the friendships that we had and the old uh, way of of uh, respecting everybody that was in your neighborhood and uh, uh it reminds me of these old uh, movies where uh, if, if something happened to one of the families everybody would pitch in and help them get through what ca- other whatever trials that were going on back then and uh, your family was a major part of what went on and uh, I will always respect you I, I respected your mom and dad and Judy and and all of the things that are happening, and I, you know, I see a, a some of that uh, in Lincoln. Uh, being around Lincoln, I I, I miss seeing him because we used to eat out quite a bit, uh, at least once a week. And and Lincoln, boy, when when the trains would go by over there at Miller's, uh, he would light up. And there's something about that type of atmosphere. Um, we enjoyed simple things. We did, we didn't have to do a whole lot of um, out of this world type things to enjoy life. All the simple things were the things that we cared about.
3: Well, I you know the you was talking about that train. I remember when I was little, Daddy would carry us that viaduct over there by uh, McFadden School. Yeah. And back then it was uh, uh, the old locomotives. You know, were steam. Yeah. And they come through there puffing that smoke, you know, and daddy would stop right on that thing when it come through and it would scare me to death. That smoke <laughs> would be pulling out of that uh, engine, you know. But anyway I still remember uh watching the trains and, and because see, at that time we lived at Barfield till I was five year old. I was born in a store in Barfield. That's where I was born. And uh we moved out to uh Jake's Town or Double Springs, whichever one you would call it, uh, moved out there in uh, 46. Yeah. And anyway, uh, uh, we've uh, always had a fascination for trains. You know, I think kids do, and, and uh, old Lincoln, he eats that up, you know. And, and, you know, Andy was the same way. He was like that, too.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, now, uh, the... Um I think they're fixing to send us. Yeah, they are. Have a caller again. Caller, welcome aboard with Bud Mitchell. Yeah,
4: I used to go to Daytona all the time, and I hate to tell who it was with, but Butch Eads and Pee Wee Jones. And uh, I saw a bunch from Nashville one night washing some car parts off in a bathtub in a motel room. And I've seen the drivers working on their race cars in the parking lot. And what was amazing back then, if you was an infield, you could just walk up and talk to those guys just like it was anybody else with no problem. And uh I agree with what y'all say. I was in the National Guard myself. I'd read we need to send some of those kids in and get their attitude adjustment
1: fun. And I'll hang up and listen. Amen to that.
3: Well, I, I appreciate what you said because uh, we've even done the same thing ourselves. You know, you use what you had to, the way you had to use it. Yeah. And uh, that's just the way life was. And now, you you know, they, they fly them in and fly them out and bring the big trucks in and everything. Uh, I was thinking about Richard Petty. I got to know Richard Petty through Henry Jakes. Uh, Henry's girl and, and uh, uh, Richard's girl got to be – pen piles and then they got to be real good friends yeah. and uh henry would go and and uh, even pull the gas can from them you know uh, what they did but when they'd come to nashville uh they would pull in there in a truck you know on, on a trailer and that's where they'd bring the car in there they didn't they didn't have uh, big trucks like they got now but they just had a like a ton truck pulling that yeah. uh, trailer you know with that car on it but uh Anyway, uh, uh, them old boys, they used what they had. They worked on them where they had to and where it be a bathtub at, uh, where was, where there's renting or whatever. I guess it'd throw us out of the motel <laughs> if it seen all we had to do for the parts and stuff. But anyway, uh, that is something to think about. You clean the parts and stuff out of the bathtub, you know. And I appreciate you calling, too, yeah. and, and uh, saying
1: that. Money big money has changed everything, hasn't it, bud? It has. And and
3: racing is about money. Yeah. You know, if you if you hadn't got money now, you hadn't got any pigeons in it. Well, yeah. when we were in it, it was fun. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun and I never spent more than what I thought I could stand. I nearly let, let it take from my and that was the only thing wrong with it was racing. I seen I seen some that would take their weekly check and spend it on the car. Yeah. And I never, never done anything like that. Uh, and you would be mistreating your family if you did that. And I seen some of that going on. Yeah. And that's the only thing that bothered me about racing, that people would put the racing above their family and their life. Yeah. You know, we, we, and we can't do that. we we still got to take care of our family. And it's okay to have fun, but we can't do it at the expense of our family, you know. And I've seen that done many a time.
1: Well, the one thing that I worried about you more than anything else it was when you decided to start um, uh, fighting fires years ago with the um, uh, Kittrell Fire Department. And maybe you can tell me, what was it that that drew you into that? Because I don't know how many times I would see you uh, underneath a tree and and... I was afraid they weren't going to get you back. You just, uh, you had some kind. Of, I think Allison has had, has that same type of desires to to, um, for whatever reason. It, it, it's a um, it's a dangerous business in, well, in the it, first place.
3: It's kind of like racing. Racing is a challenge. Yeah. To be. First, and I didn't, you know, I, I got used to not being first, but I wanted to try to be first. Yeah. And uh, when you got to fire, that fire is like the old devil's in there and he's against you, and, and you've got to show him that you got control over him. And I never went <laughs> – I've been into fires I didn't think I could put out, but if I stayed there with it, I could. You know, it's very few fires. It, they pulled me out of a, two or three fires – that really made me mad because I, I I knew I could get it out. Uh, I was just thinking about uh, uh, being with last caches and uh, there's uh, two or three that really I like to fight with together because they would stay with me and I'd stay with them. But uh, we had pulled out of fires and let something burn up that I didn't think it they should have let burn up. But that was a chat. That was. Somebody that could see something maybe that I couldn't. But I, it was always a challenge to, to get to a fire and say, uh, you can't get me. The fire was saying, you can't get me out. And that's what I always re- looked at a fire and said, you cannot put me out.
1: But each fire department had uh, so much respect for other fire departments in the county. You guys would watch out for each other. And especially the ones that you knew that were coming in for the right reason to support you guys.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, I was just saying about uh, uh, Jimmy Fuller over at Las Casas. There's three or four of them over there, you know, that that uh, I really liked to fire with because you knew they were there. Yeah. They would not going to leave you. And uh, didn't, uh,
1: didn't most of the fire departments, uh, volunteer fire departments, didn't they? Start pretty close to the same time de- developing them.
3: Yeah, uh, Las Casas started before we were, but uh, yeah, it, it's pretty well the same thing. And it, mostly now it's nearly county. And really, we would be better off uh, if it were county because uh, at a full county fire department, they will have man there all the time, like three men mm-hmm. will man that station. Yeah. And they're going to put they're going to put the amulets. They're going to put the fire department. They're going to put a place there for the for the county deputies. Mm-hmm. All three of them will be located like a, they will do one up at Kittrell. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do one, I think, over at Las Casillas. They're going to do several of those. And it really, it's good for the safety part of the people of this county yeah. that this would happen. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the county fire departments but the trouble is you get into politics on that yeah. and this will take the politics out of it too because of uh it being manned by by certain ones you know that it won't be political
1: is there is there a different level um as far as uh, safety and and being able to fight the fires from a full-time fire fire department to a volunteer fire department, how much difference is there in well, the ratings that goes up?
3: In a way, in a way, not hardly any, but there is too because they they keep their training up to date and they train every day. You know, they are out yeah. checking hydrants and all this. And the one thing that I didn't like uh, is is doing the uh, uh, when you when you when you go. Uh, you've got to do the, the, the hospital part. you know you, yeah you're, I, I really didn't like that I, I felt like I was a firefighter not a paramedic yeah and and that's okay we, you, you need a certain skill of that but it, now if you're not a paramedic it'd be hard not to be a firefighter you know because they'll they nearly require you to have that now yeah. and uh, that's okay and it is good. But it it makes the limitations of the people you got, and you know when we were started, we just had them good old boys, you know it's kind of like that racing, you know they come from from they come from the backwoods out, and that's what uh, this is where our firefighters come from. They come from the backwoods out, uh, and we had all local back then, and everybody cared about their community yeah. uh, when you get uh, you got people at Kittro that live maybe over on the Franklin Road. Mm-hmm. They've got to go from the Franklin Road to Kittrell to get to the truck. Well, that right there is not good. And yeah. the, and I'll tell you the secret. We, we did it at Kittrell. We put a fire station at Bud's Tower. Yeah. And James Paul and I, as quick as that alarm went off, we were as quick as the the city because we were roll. And the secret is getting there as quick as you can to get that fire out. And that, that right there... Yeah, that's the reason I said we would be better if the man were at the station uh, manning it instead of having to have somebody come from the other side of town to go to, uh, five miles from Bud's Tire out to Kittrell to get a truck, you know. Yeah. And, of course, we don't have a truck at Bud's Tire anymore, which I'm not associated with a, a fire department now. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that. this is the advantage I was talking about it's not to say anything against a man that has to do that go that far but I'm saying if we got a man there look how much advantage we have over a man that's got to travel 10 miles to get to where he's going.
1: Time means everything when a fire starts. That's
3: exactly right that's the secret of it.
1: Yeah and the, and the, and the longer it takes to get there the more dangerous it's going to be when you start fighting that fire
3: That's exactly right.
1: And what you did for the whole uh, Kittrell area, uh, which is a large area, when you put that truck over there in in part of your working uh, place at at, uh, Bud's Tire, um, it, it, it cost you space, but you were giving it back to the neighborhood because you could respond so much quicker, and it was safer for the people who lived over in that area which uh, you've always been that way. And when you had that fire at the shop, it's amazing how many people turned out that day because you were actually gone. Uh, I think you may have been in Texas at the time.
3: Yeah, I was at my sister's.
1: Yeah, and uh, you headed back. Uh, You and Kay were flying back, and Allison was there and and, uh, relating to you all the things that were going on at the time. and. Everybody was responding. They wanted to do something for you because what you've meant to that whole area. Well,
3: anything anything that we can take and make it better, we need to. And and I think that's one of the things that could be done because the county is supporting uh, these different districts anyway. And uh, to man people out there with it Mm -hmm. is going to be an advantage to everybody that lives in the county. Yeah, uh, it won't help one or two. It's gonna help everybody, yeah. and uh, even putting the law enforcement and the ambulance uh, there with it too. All this will make a lot of difference, I think. It gives
1: uh, them a chance to work together. Yeah, which is not that hasn't always happened.
3: No, uh, and, and and we pull them close together, and it'll make the service better too. Yeah,
1: it does. Well, Bud, we're running out of time. Is, is there anything that we miss that we need to relate back to everybody?
3: Well, not that I know of. We we, we Do you want
1: uh, hey, tell James Clymer, hey, and and uh, tell him how much you miss him. because I haven't seen James in a couple of months and and I miss talking to him.
3: Well, I do too. Uh, I had not seen James in two or three months either and, and uh, anyway, uh he's my friend, but I I I really appreciate James now. I, uh I, I, I love him in a sense that uh, he's been real good to me and, and uh, yeah. uh, he, he's done a lot for a lot of people, even though sometimes you think maybe you you put, put him at the wrong place, you don't put him at the wrong place. He's a good man.
1: Yes, he is. Yeah. And you're a good man. Nah, One of the best.
3: I don't know about that. All
1: right, guys. We will see you in the morning at 9 o'clock.